0: to Commitment to Truth, the outreach ministry of Commitment Community Church, a place for all nations. To learn more about Commitment, please visit our website, www.commitmentchurch.org. Like us on Facebook and download our mobile app. Now, let's enjoy today's message. We'd like to welcome those who are watching
1: Online. Thank you so much for watching and joining us week after week. And Derek, great job. Let's give Lord a hand clap for him. Derek and it's good to see all the guys coming up and leading communion and it's funny because when you do communion at least in my perspective when I was doing it most of the time it was almost like you had to prepare like two messages and it's like you, and it's tough to shift from one thing one, one thought to the next thought so thank you so much guys for stepping up and at least allowing me or whoever is preaching to have a singleness of mind so we thank you so much. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you so much for the awesome opportunity to be here again, finishing our series we've entitled uh, Buried Treasure. And, I, God, I pray that you will now help me <clears throat> to bring this home clearly and that it will just speak to your people's hearts in a way that they will understand and apply to their lives. And, God, that they can see uh, transformation in this area of uh, the wealth that you have given them that we will be all good stewards of what you have so graciously given us. In Jesus' name, we all said. All right, so here's the deal. We're all responsible for every bit of time, talent, and treasures that God has given us. And uh, we are to maximize it and multiply it, believe it or not, according to the abilities that God has given each one of us. Uh, so the big question today I would like to ask you to ask you today is... What have you done with it thus far? Uh, No matter what amount of wealth you have been given, what have you done with it so far? While you're pondering that question, can you turn with me to Matthew chapter 25, beginning with verse 14. Now, here's the context of this particular uh, 15, 16 verses. You have it nestled within um, Christ discussing his glorious return You have it nestled within multiple nuances of the kingdom of heaven and mentioning the words and the terminology and, the again, the nuances of the kingdom of heaven. You have uh, Christ talking about the judgment. You also have Christ being about to be, okay, about to be, um, uh, he's about to be betrayed, he's about to be crucified, and he's about to give the greatest commission given to mankind. And nestled within all of this, this context conversa- conversation that Jesus is having, he's talking about wealth. Right? Think about that. <laughs> Even in our context of life, right, when mama or daddy's about to die, what are some of the conversations about? Money. Money wealth who's going to handle it what you're going to do with it who's going to be responsible with it also again nestled within this area is Christ talking about the judgment so at the end of the day with what God has given us of our time talent and treasures and I want to speak specifically as we head down to this final part here is that what we do with our treasure what we do with the wealth that God has given us we also will be judged accordingly God wants us to be good stewards of it so if you can look with me Matthew 25 verses 14 through 30 it says for it is just like a man about to go on a journey who called his own slaves and entrusted his, his possessions to them to one he gave five talents; to another, to, to another one, each according to his own ability. And he went on his journey. Immediately, the one who had received the five talents went and traded with them and gained five more talents. In the same manner, the one who, gave, who had received the two talents gained two more. But he who received the one talent went away and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Verse 20, the one who had received the five talents came up and brought five more talents, saying, Master, you entrusted five talents to me. See, I've gained five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Verse 22. Also the one who had received the two talents came up and said, Master, you entrusted two talents to me. See, I have gained two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things and trust uh, uh, many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Now, I want to uh, pause to interject something here. Five talent, two ch- talent. He both said, the master said, you're faithful in what? Small. The way we wired it's like, no, but he had more to me. If it's 10 talents, 20 talents, 30 talents, 100 talents, it's still faithful in small verse 24 and the one also who had received the one talent came up and said master I knew you to be a hard man reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed I was afraid and went away and hid your talent in the ground see you have what is yours but his master Answered and said to him, You wicked, lazy slave, you knew that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have put my money in the bank, and on my arrival, I would have received my money back with interest. Therefore, take away the talent from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents, the one who now went from five to what? Ten. Tons of principles But one thing I want to lay as a clear foundation Is the word talents The word talents Don't get it skewed or mis skewed Or a mis- misunderstood today When you hear the words talents This is what it means It is the largest or heaviest Biblical unit of measure Or the largest unit of currency So it's money He's talking about money Super important It's about 35 kilograms, 75 pounds. Scholars suggest that a talent was valued from $1,000 to $30,000 in today's money. Today, one talent is worth about $1.4 million. One who possessed five talents of gold or silver was a multimillionaire by today's standards. Some calculated that a talent in the parables to be equivalent to 20 years of wages for the common worker. So it's crystal clear, I want to affirm today, church, a talent is a measure of wealth, personal wealth, that God says, I want to talk about this before I send my son Jesus to the cross. And you're going to be held accountable to this, There's judgment associated with this. The kingdom is nestled around this. And you know why? It's because what your treasure is, your what? Heart is also. It's all about the heart. It's all about the heart. It has never been about money. It's never about money. That's why we have heated arguments. That's why marriages break up. That's why families are divided. Because it's a heart issue. It's not money. It's a heart issue. When a family argues back and forth about who's getting a house. It's not the house. It's the heart. It's not about the shoes the wife buys or the toys the husband buys. It's the heart really not about the sermon a preacher preaches it's about the heart A talent is about money so what's your responsibility what is our responsibility with the wealth that we have been given there's about five things I would like to give you today the first is found in verses 14 and 15 no matter the amount no matter the amount that God has given us we have been entrusted no matter the amount and that's where we go south so many times especially followers of Jesus Christ who has a heavenly who have a heavenly father who have a groom who loves his bride the church and we have issues with buddy and we complain about money and who has more and who has less and who's doing what and what and we, and we have all these unhealthy conversations about it but yet we serve a master who owns everything. We should never get confused but understand that no matter what your context is if you're a one talent, two talent, five talent person You have something. You've been given something. And you've been entrusted with it. This word entrusted means to give over into one's power or use, to take care of, to manage. So think about this. It is, he says, he entrusted whose possessions? His possessions. So similarly today, what God has done for you and I is that he has entrusted your one talent, two talent, five talent that belongs to whom? Him. So why are we arguing about, why are we trying to be possessive about something that doesn't even belong to us? It's kind of weird, kind of strange, isn't it? But we have a responsibility to take care of it, to manage it properly. The word ability means this physical, moral power, achievement power. So think about this. We have been given a designated amount of wealth based upon our predetermined ability. Has nothing to do with intellect, has nothing to do where you've been born. Doesn't matter what what geographical location you're from. Doesn't matter if your your name ends with whatever. It has been predetermined based upon your ability, and your ability is driven from your heart. God knows what wealth will do to a person. God God, God knows what a person will do with wealth. It's predetermined based upon your heart. Who, Who chose one, two, five? The master did. The people didn't. So this is an indicator of your heart. If you have the tendency to complain about what you have, it's a good indication that one is your number. We're only given all we're able to handle. One's ability physical or moral, moral, moral. How would it affect you morally? How would it affect you morally? Achieving power. In other words, God also knows what we would do with what we have how much what we can we achieve with what we have some of us like the one town we just because of fear we lack achieving power we just bury it remember we must first possess the ability before we possess the possessions. The beautiful thing that I've seen within the body of Christ is one's heart can change, which means your ability can change, which means your performance can change. So today you can start off at one and end up at five but it depends on your heart. How much do you want to work at where you know you're missing it in your heart? How much do you want to work at going from fear and burying stuff and hiding stuff and storing it up, right? Like that chipmunk in your mouth, you know? Just, and, you, and you just storing it up just in case what's already in your belly is not good enough. We must possess the ability before we possess the possessions. God doesn't give you the possessions before you possess the ability to rightly handle the possessions. And that's so many of our prayer requests we find within the body of Christ. Give me God, 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 give me God. versus God, change me 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 God. Oh, I see why I'm in this predicament as, as a one-talent person It's because I've mismanaged what you've given me. So change my behavior, change my character, change the way I have been raised, change my insight on finances, change my, my stingy, selfish behavior. This entrusting in us then leads to this in verse 16 through 18 he says immediately once immediately went out and traded two of them did right gained five more the other one the two went out and did what he traded and gained what two more right so there has to be this effectiveness so you have to be entrusted but you have to be an effective person think about it someone says okay here here's five talents and just bury them Effective or ineffective? Ineffective. Why would God give you more and you're going to be ineffective with it? Doesn't make business sense. Doesn't make kingdom sense. Because if God is simply saying that I want my kingdom to advance, I want, listen, I want to be sure that others are taken care of, the least of these are taken care of, why would I entrust it to someone who's going to be ineffective for me? That's why the ironic thing you see in this is that this biblical principle transcends Christians. Christians. That's why you see a lot of non-Christians who are hyperly wealthy and have so much exorbitant income is because they can be entrusted with more because they many times give more to the kingdom work than the kingdom people do. God knows their hearts. we are the kingdom we are complaining about those people not of the kingdom having more than we do which is an indicator of the heart because everything belongs to the Lord the wealth of the unjust is laid up for the just he owns that too so how can I even complain about what the unbeliever has if I believe God is sovereign saying we have to be effective the word trade means this he traded to work to labor to deal to make gains to produce the word hid means this to conceal to escape notice which one are you when you get that little extra money what do you do with what you have what do you do do you just hide it do you just gather it in your little little space and then before you know it as, as the scripture says in Old Testament you put it in your pockets with holes in it do you trade do you work do you labor and, and again we're going to get into what is the best form of investment because you see two biblical principles here you see true financial investment that you put it in a bank you get an interest rate on that right in other words you get a return on what you put in the bank and you should be cognizant of a good interest rate legitimately and, and just practical business sense but then on the flip side there's this heavenly investment that has a hundred percent of return a hundred percent of the time so you can never go wrong investing where in heaven So, so if you had a choice if you had a choice Where do I invest? Where do I trade with what I have? Logical sense for a Christian says what? I need to start trading more aggressively. What? In the kingdom work, because I know there's going to be a kingdom return. And God multiple times says he then provides seed for the sower. He continues to provide for you, provide for you, provide for you, provide for you, and provide for you because he wants his work to be done. He can care less about stock markets. 401Ks. Retirement plans. They're so unpredictable. But what is predictable is my kingdom come, my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. His will is going to be done with a healthy stock market or not. His church will, the very gates of hell will not prevail against his church, but the stock market can crash. Companies fold, but the church will never fade away. Where should you invest? Where should you be considering investing the wealth making sense hopefully we got to be more effective see fear causes us to hide what we should invest faith causes us to trade and labor and deal with what produces a gain you ready you're willing to take risk you know why it's because you know who provides for you now there's spirit led risk right not just stupid risk but there's spirit led risk you ask God what you should do and there's times you're going to make mistakes and, and, and invest it in the wrong place, even in the wrong ministry. But it still doesn't mean you stop. We've been entrusted. We must be effective. And guess what? Verse 19 through 25, we must give evidence. We can't just be busy, 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 bees You know, and we're effective. We, we think we're effective, but there's no evidence to this. And that's why you see, listen. All three of them said this one word. See, <laughs> see what I I gained five more. See, I gained two more. Even the person who was afraid said, "I was afraid." Went away and hit your talent in the ground. See, there has to be evidence. This. This word see is calling attention to something present. So there must be this present declaration of see. I'm being so effective that you see. Do you see? Do you see, God, what I'm doing with what you have given me rather than we sit on it, sit on it, sit on it, we hold on it and say, well, you know, um, you know, when, when... that ministry that I really like has something, then I'll give to it. You see, when, when I can start trusting them, then I'll give. Oh, well, you know, when things starts changing for me, things gets be- they get better for me, I get more. Remember, one, two, five is all relative to you. He's not going to give you two. He's not going to give you five until you start investing one. As good stewards of God's wealth, we must learn to give present evidence of our ability. That you know what, God? My ability says that in my present condition... I'm gonna do my very best in what I have to invest in. You may be a senior citizen, you may be on fixed income, this is for everybody. You may be in college and you're saying you're a poor college student, and you may be eating Top Ramen noodles and peanut butter, peanut butter sandwiches. (laughs) <laughs> right? You know, we, there, there's, all, there's all levels of 1s and 2s and 3s and 4s and 5s, but it is where you are today. One's heart, remember, your heart must change, your ability must change before your condition changes. You can't ask God to change your condition before you change your heart condition. You got to be faithful in the small Contextually speaking Whatever your small is and, if, and and that's the beautiful thing I've seen in the kingdom of God You could be a person That starts off with 20 talents And it's still small to you Relatively speaking To your life To your calling To your purpose To what God has placed in your life You need God to give you 40 talents but you're at now currently in a 20 talent state. Make sense? So it's all relative, so don't get, again, don't get twisted to say, well, well, it's one, it's five, only I got a half a talent. No, no, <laughs> it's whatever your talent is, it's relative to you and your heart. And, and chances are, if you're about the kingdom work and if you're about a person who is discovering what, what life has next, or if you have desires for what life have next, you're going to be in a place in your life that you're going to be, no matter if it's one, ten, hundred, thousand talents, that you're going to be in a place that you have to believe God for more. And some of you know what I'm talking about, because some of you have already gone from one to two to five. And you're like, okay, God, I remember when I was at two. I remember when I was at one, but now I'm at five. Okay. Now, I really need 20, God. Right? And it shifts that way so many times in our lives. So what do you do? Do you run and now hide the five talent? Forgetting how you were when you had the one? And what you've learned from one to two to five? Five? And I see that is probably one of the greatest mistakes in the body of Christ is one shifts their heart at one, they become faithful, they get to two. They remain faithful, they get to five. They lose their mind. Because now you, now, now you, now you have some discretionary income. And now the illusion is you're in control. No matter where you are There must be this evidence That's produced Entrusted effective evidence A fourth point We find in verses 26 and 27 It's this The beautiful thing In all of this Is that again We will be judged With everything That we ever do in life But again We can be that One talent, two talent Five talent person But just 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 assume that maybe you are in the one in this context and you're at a place of fear you're at a place of uh, no evidence, you're lacking effectiveness this fourth point is for you and it is this you can be exonerated Doesn't have to, you don't have to have the consequences of a, a number one you, this is how look at verse 26 but his master answered and said You wicked, lazy Slave You knew that I reap what I didn't sow And gather what, where, I did, uh, where I scattered no seed Verse 27 Then you ought to have put my money in the bank And on my arrival I would have received my money back with interest This is how you could quickly exonerate yourself Number one, stop being lazy Stop being a wicked, lazy slave. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of hands, and poverty will come upon you like a thief in the night. That's what the Bible says. Stop being lazy. Now, what does this mean? Stop being lazy doesn't mean, okay, now you got to go out and get four hundred 100 jobs and And then you gain the whole world, lose your soul, lose your family, and lose your mind. (laughs) But what this does mean, you know what I mean? In what he has given you, that's the context. In what he has given you, are you giving it 120 or 30, 40 percent? Are you laying it all on the line? Can you literally lay your head on a pillow before God and say, You know what, God? No one created can say anything about me that I have not, listen, performed to the ability to which you have given me. If you can't say that, you're lazy. Just as simple as that. If you are not a high performer in your current context, if you're not a high performer in your current context, if you're not the best at what you do, you're lazy. You say, well, how can you say such? Why? Because you have the Holy Spirit live with it, that lives within you. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I firmly believe, according to Scripture, if you have the mind of Christ you should be the best at whatever you do. That's why one can then tie other scriptures that says, promotion comes neither from the east nor the west, but comes from what? The very hand of God. That's why one can say, you know what? But one's giftedness makes room for him and sets him before kings. Now here's the deception I see in our current condition and in a society. All you need to do is Photoshop it. That's lazy. All you need to do is build yourself a website, build yourself a blog, build yourself this, build yourself that, and you've put no work into it. There's something you cannot get away with. And that is time, investment of putting your mind, your effort, your sweat, there's something you cannot take away in life period that then gives the greatest return at all and then shifts a person's heart. Failure, success, you know, uh, um, disappointment, time, nestled all in one, changes a man and a woman's heart. Creating a page doesn't. Saying a good, witty this and witty that doesn't. But a life that has been tested, tried, again, that's relative as well. Because I believe when a man or a woman, no matter what their age is, Once they sell out for Jesus and give it all for Him and give their all for Him, time ceases to exist because God is not governed by time. He don't care about age. What He cares about is a heart. And the quicker a man or woman can give him complete access to the heart, then he could do rapid, Ability shifts. I know this is strong, but it's the truth. Is that we must get to a point of, of of becoming men and women who are exonerated quickly that we're able to say, okay, God, I get it. I've been acting like a one-talent person. I've been lazy. I've been late. I've been ill-equipped. I've been not engaged, but yet I want God to bless it. No, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. One lesson that I've learned in life is this. In doing whatever you do for the glory of God, this is how I can summarize it. Whatever you do, you do it as the last thing you ever gonna do for the rest of your life. Then you let the sovereignty of God take over Whatever you're doing right now, you set your hands to the plow, and whatever you do, you do it for the glory of God as though it is the last thing you're going to do for the rest of your life. Then the sovereignty of God takes over. Then whatever's planned for you, there's no man can reverse it. And we read that every single Sunday from Isaiah 43. What if I'm being lazy? Go invest. Helps you exonerate yourself. Whatever you have, start being generous with it. Start being a giver, man. Stop being one who waits for somebody to give on you, give to you. Stop waiting for breaks to come your way. An investor, man, they're not waiting, you know, they're not on their heels. They're leaning forward saying, you know what, I'm getting in the game. I'm going to try. I'm going to risk. And, man, there's people you need to invest in. There's the body of Christ you need to invest in. There's, listen, you need to take an extra whatever and say, you know what, I'm going to take this extra whatever and I'm putting it in the pot. That's investing. That's anyone who is investing in anything. Do you realize you got to start any logical investment with something? And chances are you take it away from something to invest something. You have hundred dollars in a month, right? Let's just use hundred dollars. Well, you got to do this with it, this with it, this with it. Chances are, you know, what you got to do. You have to do. I can't do this or this, so I can do what? Take that portion and do what with it. Invest it. Same biblical principle when it comes to the body of Christ and the kingdom. If you continue to wait for discretionary income to give more to the kingdom, you'll be waiting for discretionary income until Jesus returns. It's not until you take away from yourself to invest in the kingdom, then you'll start seeing the kingdom return. stop being lazy go invest gain some interest that's how you can exonerate yourself immediately lastly as good stewards the beautiful thing that God has given us is the opportunity to receive exponential to receive exponential it says for everyone who has more shall be what he should be given more more should be given more should be given and he will receive an abundance Um, did you see what happened the one who was unfaithful the number the, the one who had one talent what he was given was taken away and given to the one who had the most I, I can probably presume which end of the spectrum you like to be on. No one wants to be have you know have you know what they have taken away from them, but they will prefer what given more. But I believe that privilege is waiting for each one of us in this room. That God can desires to give us exponentially. Verse twenty nine: More will be given. This word given means given in the future. More will be given in the future. The word give means here. Given in the future means to give, give to one's asking, to let have, to supply, to furnish necessary things, to entrust. And and the beautiful thing about God's wealth is that God does it in so many unique ways. So many unique ways. I had a unique way appear this this day, uh, yesterday. Excuse me. I had a um, certified letter from our bank comes, and um, and it says, "Just letting you know, uh, Mr. Brown, that uh, your bank account such as such, ending with such as such, it had too many um, too many transactions, you know, in a twelve month period of time. I don't know if you." That has ever happened to you And he says so we've taken the liberty to shut your account down I'm like Oh okay (laughs) But but the thing about it was It reminded me that they did that Months ago And I'm thinking But didn't they do this Months ago So I went in in the house I'm looking for my records And then so I only kind of read the envelope And I saw something else stuffed in there And I just kind of ignored it And then I'm reading And sure enough just like God The two envelopes I pulled out From months ago Are the ones directly related to the envelope That came in the mail I mean I was like oh this is the count I totally forgot about this count But they said they were going to do this in like April And then I opened up the envelope And there was a check in there I'm like oh And it was a substantial check I'm like oh where did this come from now, again, it's my money, right? It was already my money, but for whatever reason, the previous, the first communication, there was no, at least clear communication, or I didn't read it properly, that there was, there was money still in that account that should have been mine, or I thought, or assumed that they shifted to another account, and et cetera, but unbeknownst to me, while we were about to do some remodeling in our bathroom, here's some money that just happened to be now added to our account to take care of something that I want to do desperately for my wife I don't know if it's connecting dots even though it was mine it was almost like God stored it up for me for when this time comes to do the repairs in our bathroom that this money is now here so it doesn't take an extra hit. D- it wasn't like I got a pancreas, right? It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like, okay, God, can you give me triple income and duh? You know how we get crazy. <laughs> but the money had already belonged to me, and it was almost like God saw months ahead that okay, I'm gonna preserve you some pain, And I'm just going to put this money aside for you for when it's ready to be spent that I'm going to have the bank send it to you. Go figure. And I I can't tell you how many simple God-like scenarios that has happened in our lives throughout the years. I'm sure many of you have many scenarios such as that. God will double, triple, Quadruple your investment as long as you become faithful in the small. He will give it to you in the future. This word abundance is super important. It lets you know what it means. It means to exceed in number or measure, right? To exceed in number and measure. And to me, that was one of those to exceed in number and measure. It really didn't, it really, I could care less about the, the number it was. But it was like just one of those things, like, oh, check this out. At the time that I really needed it and didn't want to sp- honestly, didn't want to spend any money. <laughs> this money now, and some of you know what I'm talking about, I was like, I don't want to spend any money, but I know we want she really wants to do this. She don't ask for much, and and yeah, can- we can do some improvements here and there. We've been in the house for 25 years, you know. If you had many of those scenarios, you just do there's time for upgrade. And God even knows you need To suffer, let me end with this. You've probably heard me say this over and over again before this message, even during this message. At the end of the day, the greatest investment, the only investment that will ensure you a hundred percent return is an investment in the kingdom. I don't know where you are, listen, we as a church. As you see, the offering collected week after week, we're not going to get up here and bash you over the head and tell you, you got to give your 10%, percent you got to do this, we're going to guilt you. But give your 10%. Give your 20%. Give your 30%. Give whatever God is telling you to give. But start being a consistent investor. A consistent, invest, consistent investor in the kingdom work. And you'll begin to see God do amazing things in your lives. But please, don't get it twisted today. Don't give wanting God to give you something back. Just give because it's right. And, And that's the condition of the heart. The condition of the heart is, it's the right thing to do. Let me just do the right thing. Let me be generous to others. Let me, let me, let me take somebody else out to dinner. Let me give that waitress or waiter an extra tip. You know, can I even encourage you? Even when you're going out to dinner, be led by the Spirit of God. In everything you do, be led by the Spirit of God. Yeah, they have calculators and say, we suggest give this amount 15%, 20%. Can it be that God may say to you, you know what? I want you to give 40%. Oh matter of fact Whatever your meal was I wanted you to double it And give that person that tip Those are the things You have to be open to Because God will use you To touch people's lives And you don't know What prayer that waitress That waiter has in their heart You don't know you don't know the prayer that that person who that single mom that you recognize, or that mom who's pulling out her hair, and the kids are in the basket, you know, behind you. You you don't know what her prayers have been. But if you but if you just walk through life and you're just detached, or, or you're just so focused on you, so focused on your one little talent, burying your talent, concealing your talent, man, you're gonna miss the opportunity for for you to double your talent. You gotta be so open to the Lord, sensitive to to the Lord, because to me, I've seen historically as I observe wealthy people, I observe people in poverty, there's a direct correlation to all of this. Direct correlation to all of this. There's some people who are wealthy and nasty, yes. (laughs) But believe it or not, there's more people who are wealthy who have some of the most generous hearts that you can, you will never, ever, ever imagine who they are. And I must say this with clarity: sinners are saints. But we should never be saints. That when we should be having five five talent, there we're still stuck on one. we should have 10 and we're stuck on 5 we should have 20 and we're stuck on 10 that we should know with great confidence in our Lord with clarity of heart peace in our hearts that we are exactly where God wants us to be financially make sense that we're not chasing after money and money is controlling us it's because our hearts are in tune with the father's hearts and then we, as a church, collectively, as we are pulling our resources together, that there is nothing that we can't do to shake this earth and turn this world upside down with the kingdom of God, uh, to uh, with the with the gospel of Jesus Christ for the kingdom of God. Amen. I want to end with this this this, this illustration I got from Mufasa. So, just saw the lion king. Anybody see that? Right. All right, uh, just saw the, the latest one. So Mufasa and Simba went on their morning patrol. And then Mufasa, who of course is training Simba, he makes this profound statement. He says, some kings seek what they can take, but a true king seeks what he can give. Everybody in this room, you're king's kids, you're royal priesthood, you're a holy nation. You're set apart for great works. But the only way the great works are going to be able to happen is you have to shift your heart to become, from being a king who's always seeking to get and move it to kings and queens who has hearts that are seeking to give. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much just for the awesome opportunity to be here in your presence i pray god now that you lord would just take what we uh, help us to take what we've learned apply it to our lives my god and let us see those healthy returns god i pray my god like never before that hearts will be shifted quickly my god and that we can begin to see uh generations blessed my god because of obedience Can you today just where you are, just reflect upon where you are? You're one talent person, two talent person, five talent person. Are you that type that you just run and you hide your stuff? The possessions actually that belong to the Lord. Do you hide it? Do you bury it? Do you conceal it? Saving up for a rainy day, if you would. it's good to plan for the future there's nothing wrong with that but when fear grips your heart it's unhealthy when fear grips your heart then it causes you to be stuck and you're not doing and investing in the kingdom work like you should can you just allow the Lord to deal with your heart today That he would begin to improve your ability. And remember your ability is in the heart. It's how you respond to money. How you respond to not having money. How do you respond to others having great wealth and you not having it? How do you respond to when you have wealth and someone else doesn't? How do you respond when people ask of you? How do you respond to those who you see in poverty? Do you look down on them? Or do you see yourself in them like, wow, you know, God, there's only one incident away that I could be just like them. How do you see yourself? Do you you envy those that have more than you and you... And you you just something in you that stirs that say, Wow, man, if I could, I hope I can, I wish I could, why not me? Those are the indicators that you have to just deal with your heart. Maybe God has blessed you with abundance of income, and you've never had to experience anything like this, but yet. You need to be attentive to your heart as well. That, okay, God, I I don't want my heart to go soft. I don't want my heart to shift to one talent person. I want to be in a position, God, that I can have more discretionary income so that more and more of the kingdom work can be done through me. That that any in a moment's notice I can give towards the work to see the work even advance even more that I don't have to be prodded or wait for a special occasion or special invitation to give, but I will just have a spirit of generosity that floods my soul. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I just long for the day. That your people, our church, Lord, would just have such, a, such an abundance that we can just distribute it in ways, God, that we could see the gospel of Jesus Christ advance in, in ways that are so creative and life-changing. Well, that we can even help that, that person who doesn't know Christ in ways that they can never think or imagine because a lot of times wealth and finances and money is that great stumbling block for so many people. Help us, God, to get beyond this because our hearts have gotten beyond beyond this. Pray for those families, Lord, that Seems like generationally they just had this lot of not having, always being in a need, always scrapping. God, I pray, oh God, that you will shift the hearts of somebody here today that will fix that for generations to come. That marriage, that, that finances seems to be that stumbling block answer their prayers as you change their hearts. While we're still in prayer, can you stand to your feet and can you just find some, you know, maybe little clusters among you right now just to, if you don't mind, just you can lay your hand on on the shoulder or just turn to each other and pray for each other in your own words right now. Just pray God's blessings. Just pray that that our hearts collectively will be shifted towards those faithful hearts. That we could be faithful in the small so that we could be rewarded with great
0: Thank you for listening to Commitment to Truth, the outreach ministry of Commitment Community Church. If you would like to learn more about Jesus Christ, please visit our website www.commitmentchurch.org forward slash start. This website will walk you through having a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Please let us know if you made a decision to follow Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, or if you would like to support God's word through this ministry, please visit our website at www.commitmentchurch.org. Lastly, if you or your family are in the South Jersey or Philly metro area, please visit us at Commitment Community Church.